0: Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening. in. as we continue to talk with leaders in our community, well, unfortunately, these days there are many people that are living lives rejected and separated from society. If only there were a place where all were welcome, respected and accepted, loved for who they are. Oh, there is. It's a Mary's Place. (laughs) Joining me today, Marty Hartman, the executive director of Mary's Place. Uh, Marty, thanks for being here and welcome.
1: Oh, what an honor to be here and share about those families and that place to be loved, warmed, and accepted. You are awesome.
0: Yeah, you know, so uh, a lot of people probably have heard of Mary's Place. You've been around for quite a while. Give us that quick once-over. Yeah, we are downtown. We've been here since this or what, you know, those basics. You bet.
1: Mary's Place is here standing in the gap from the moment women and families leave their homes and until they find their permanent housing solution. So we are in nine different locations. We borrow buildings that are going to be torn down and we turn them into shelters and we welcome families in and we let them know that they're wanted and cared for and we want to keep them warm but most importantly we want to move them all into housing as quickly as possible
0: and uh been doing that for several years now right sort of morphed out of a church originally or something morphed out
1: of the church of mary magdalene that was started in 1999 mary's place at or 1991, excuse me. And in 1999, Mary's Place was yeah, born.
0: Yeah. And a non-profit, you stand alone, right? You're not part of a city budget yeah, or anything like that, no, right? No, we,
1: uh, we do take a little bit of government funding, but we are a standalone nonprofit profit that relies primarily on our community to help us reach out and help all of our neighbors experiencing homelessness.
0: And the kinds of facilities you operate, when we say um, shelters, people think, some people might have their own ideas that, you know, temporary, emergency temporary, transitional housing, permanent housing, I mean, what kind of daytime uh, shelters? What what do you guys operate?
1: You bet, we operate for 24-7 24-7 shelters where families come in and, yes, they find the basic needs of, of a bed and bathroom and facilities and food and a connection to school. And then we go on to make sure their kids um, can experience Kids Club, a drop-in day center for, for children where they can come in and play games and do homework. Um, and we make sure kids are connected to child care. And then we have health services at our sites uh, where nurses and uh, doctors are available to help. And then we go on to make sure everybody has housing resources and are paired with a housing specialist. And uh, we make sure that everybody has employment and financial stability so they can meet with the employment specialist to get them connected and reconnected. Our whole idea is let's reduce the barriers that you are facing to get into housing and let's move you forward today.
0: So removing those barriers, those must be kind of what trip people up and they end up homeless in the first place, right? I mean, And a woman with a child or two, this is a hard place for them, people to find shelter traditionally. That's sort of why Mary's Place started and has really felt the need to grow, right? I mean, a a mom with her children is kind of the hardest uh, shelter to find, isn't it? Or has been.
1: It it has been, and there just simply aren't enough beds. But Mary's Place is standing in that gap and expanding by using... Uh, underutilized buildings to call home for now and bring families inside. We don't only just serve moms, we serve single dads with kids, which is more challenging to find I'll bet. space yeah. for two parent families, multi generational families. So, if you all were living with grandma and grandpa and you lost your lease, uh, we want to make sure we can welcome you in too. We now take families with pets and we take in the dogs and the cats. And right now we have some guinea pigs, Fluffy and Floppy. Um, <laughs> So we welcome pets, but really, whatever your family looks like outside, we want to make sure we can bring you inside.
0: And is it important for, I mean, a, <laughs> a homeless woman and a, or man uh, at, with their child to stay together? I mean, while they're going through that tough time, I mean, maybe a long time ago, our, our head wrapped around the idea, oh, well, that shouldn't put the child through that, and let's send them off somewhere else. I mean... What have we found? What do you find? I mean, when you talk with people in a family, it's really a family.
1: These are families, and they want what you and I want for our kids. Everybody wants to do uh, their kids to have more than they did. But our families, they sense that they feel like failures when they come to us because they aren't able to provide a roof over their head. They want to, you know, they will exhaust every resource to not have to come into shelter. But when they get there, we think they're heroes they're asking for help. They're bringing their children inside. They're, re- they're asking their community to respond to their needs. And at the same time, they're giving back to the needs of others at the community. They're pitching in and doing chores and helping um, watch each other's kids and building a sense of community. And that's what it's all about. We all want to be loved, give love. And at Mary's Place, we make sure that there's space to do that.
0: The, uh, I kind of want to stick on the one part that we mentioned you'd talk daytime, and I think you said uh, kids club or something. So it's important for a mom to know that, okay, I can leave my kid right here at this shelter while I pursue these, you know, try and jump over those barriers, those obstacles that have kept her homeless, yeah. perhaps. I mean, uh, whether it's when you're ready to finally search for a job or learn the skills, et cetera. So, Keeping them together. What happens during the daytime with kids and what opportunities are there? Because I'm figuring that for a long time was a pretty unstable part of someone facing homelessness.
1: You bet. If you have to move from your car and go to different appointments or try to get there on buses and you're sleeping outside with your children. Yeah, and you got a toddler,
0: a a three-year-old, a four-year-old. Can you Or someone whose school age you're trying to get them in school school. and keep them in school. That's right. Oh, my god. And those
1: are the families that we see every day. And so um, simply at Mary's Place, we tried to make it as easy as possible to access the resources to help move you forward. We have the Kids Club on site in the morning for early childhood learning. So all of our other kids are in school, right? You're school-aged, you're going to school. If We can get you connected to childcare quickly, we wanna do that. But for those that can't, they are on site with us and we are doing the fine motor, gross motor skills, uh, socialization, playing, having fun, learning numbers. And then in the afternoon from two to six, It's a drop-in program, and the kids get to get off the bus from school or get out of the taxi cab that they came in and run inside and get to do homework and have snack. And we do Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and coding classes and yoga classes, and we play soccer and we go on field trips. But it's just uh, an opportunity for our kids to be kids and to as a reminder to all of us, homelessness can be traumatic we can release and remove some of that trauma by creating space and surrounding our children with community. And that's what we try to do every day.
0: So, uh, gosh, I've heard this more than once. So surrounding people, community, love, I mean, that sort of builds that hope that people need. That's one of the foundations, I'm guessing, of uh, a building block of hope to say, yeah, I'm going to be able to get out of this and move that. You guys seem to offer that. <laughs> is that, like, taught to your staff and volunteers, or is it just because you're those people uh, that end up working for you. That's how it is.
1: That's, we, you know, live and breathe. That hope is uh, what will help you through. You all got—we all have to have something to look forward to. And for all of our families, they will get a house. It or they will get an apartment. Whatever it is, they will find housing, and we will make sure that they get there. It—they have to put in the work. We will hold them accountable to making sure that they're uh, working on removing those barriers and moving forward. Uh, they all want to, but sometimes it just takes a little encouragement and um, a little hope.
0: Well, let's talk about some of those, working on some of those things. What kind of programs do you have for those people? Let's get specific on one or two when it's time to uh, find a house. You know, maybe someone just doesn't know how that's done or uh, you have someone that can help them, guide them through that. What particular way, let's say? You
1: bet. Uh People have multiple barriers sometimes to housing. Sometimes it's just documentation, Ah. you know, and so let us help you get that. Let's order those birth certificates for the children that maybe you were lost when you fled your home for a domestic violence situation, you left your papers behind. Let's make sure we replace those right away. Sometimes you don't know what the landlord's going to see, so let's run the background check and, and let give you the information that they're going to see so we can begin to deal with that information. And then other times, it's helping just to locate and do a match make. We have landlords we partner with. So let's see if we can find one of those landlords so that you can move in. But for others, it's more the financial stability piece. Even though 70% of our families come to us working and employed, some of them one, two jobs, um, we make sure that they have the resources to connect to corporations that are hiring. Do online job applications. Do resumes. Do mock job interviews right there on site. And if that's not enough, if you're living in your car and you're not lucky enough to make it into shelter, well, go to your car and do those exact same things. No kidding.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Um, so volunteer run and led lots of volunteers or a lot of paid staff i mean i'm kind of It sounds like you need a specialist to teach these things to folks yes or no i'm no. no um
1: we do we do have paid staff that do these things but they partner with our volunteers in our community that come in corporate service days um you know, book clubs, neighbors that want to get together and give back to their community. They come inside, they come alongside our, our staff, and we train you up on how to do the resumes. We have templates on our computers. We have mock interview questions. We have housing applications or sites you can look up and explore with our families. Uh, the goal is is that it will take all of us.
0: So those are all volunteer opportunities so for somebody all says, volunteer oh, you opportunities. know what, I, I interview people for a living in HR. I've done that for 30 years. Maybe I can give some pointers. Is that the kind of volunteer you're looking for?
1: Exactly. Oh, okay. But maybe you just want to sit down and have coffee and talk to, to guests. Maybe you like to hear people's stories because when you're homeless, nobody even wants to call you by name, let alone hear your story. So whatever it is, I always say you like to do with your friends. We like to invite you inside to do that because I'm sure we have guests that would enjoy the same thing.
0: Just to be present for someone.
1: Be present, what a gift.
0: Uh, We are talking this morning with Marty Hartman. She's the executive director of Mary's Place, uh, giving people uh, a second chance uh, at finding a home, stable home, offering hope and love and acceptance. Um, Gosh, all sorts of things. Let me make sure I give some contact information out, right? So Mary's Place Seattle is the website, right? MarysPlaceSeattle.org. Spelled out, MarysPlaceSeattle.org. And uh, like you said, nine different locations around town, right? And they'll Mm -hmm. find one that you can volunteer at or ask questions to. Well, there are north, south, and downtown, right? Yep, north,
1: south, downtown, out in Kenmore, one in Shoreline, north Seattle. We're out in White Center, Burien. Uh, We have multiple locations we would love to, to see you at.
0: Now, I want to talk about a few things because it's coming up. You know, this time of year, some people say, I get a little extra generous or something. Mm Um... it also turns cold so there's a few things that go on this time of year um, people want to do a little giving and you guys offer a, a giving tree tag sort of program but there's also a big campaign that is I think as big as anything we, from its title no child should be sleeping outside right so that, that's what you call it right no child yeah, sleeps it is outside. no child
1: sleeps outside no
0: child sleeps outside is a real I mean that hits heavy when you just think of that those words. And that's your campaign. No child sleeps outside. Tell us about that, and then a way that maybe also people can give with your giving tag, giving tree tags.
1: Perfect. No child sleeps outside. Kicked off on Thursday of this past week, and we are excited. Um, It's the fourth year of the campaign, and we do it uh, mid-November to the end of December, and our it's our goal to raise money to increase capacity and open more shelters. Over the life of the uh, campaign, we've opened up six shelters, increased shelter bed capacity by 300%, and we're not stopping. We need uh, to bring more families inside. We know we can do it. We have a building that's slated uh, to be torn down in a couple years, and we're trying to raise money to go into that, open up a shelter, and help more families move into housing. And everybody can get behind this. Corporations, individuals, uh, moms groups, book clubs, you name it. Start a team page. Go on to the NoChildSleepsOutside.org website. You can give $17 a night will bring a child inside. That's something I think we can all get behind.
0: So it's got its own website. No org, and people go straight to that and find out how to give. Like you said, start a yeah. little team. No Child
1: Sleeps Outside. You bet. Start a team. That's what it is. Start a team. Get in front of it. Uh, help us be part of the solution to this crisis.
0: So, gosh, it sounds pretty actually like you could challenge your <laughs> friends in your, like you said, in your book club or at your PTA to say, you know, we should raise more than somebody else you know, for No Child Sleeps Outside. Uh <laughs> And so it goes on through the end of the year. Is that what you said? It
1: goes on through December 31st. And yes, get a page. Get competitive. You know what? Maybe your birthday is at the last part of the year, and you want this for your birthday present. Create a page and tell people to donate. You know, give that money of $17 a night to bring a child inside. There's no greater gift to our families than to be inside, to be warm, to be safe, to be alive and together.
0: Yeah, it's part of Mary's Place annual campaign, No Child Sleeps Outside, And also, let's talk about Giving Tree. And then uh, there's also a a fun run for people who actually, some people like to run in cold weather. So we can talk about that too. But talk about the Giving Tree.
1: Yeah, we have a holly jolly holiday planned for our families and guests. You know, when you're experiencing homelessness, you, you lose a lot and you leave behind a lot. And a lot of those you leave behind traditions. And so there's no more cards that come in the mail. There are no more stockings to be hung. There are no more invitations to dinner. And so at Mary's Place, we recognize that, and we say our community wants to come in and make sure. That our families are not forgotten that Santa knows their address and that he can find them too and so we have giving tree tags where we're collecting toys for children we also collect gifts for children to give to their parents and then we also collect donations for shoe gift cards that we give our guests when they come to this party on December 20th we expect about 1500 family members to come in and everybody will be shopping for family members uh, kids shopping and wrapping parents shopping and wrapping. Kids will get a new outfit. Everybody will get a picture with Santa and they'll leave with a gift card for a pair of shoes. And if you want to help out, if you want to be their Santa, if you want to be an elf and get those things, we just ask you to reach out to us at marysplaceseattle.org and call up and get some giving tree tags sent to your office or send them to, um, you know, use them for your family. Maybe that's the gifts you want to buy each other this year is to give to someone else in need.
0: So maybe like at Thanksgiving, Uh, when your family gets together, you can say, look what I've got here, and you hand them all out. Maybe you got 15 people over to eat a big turkey. Say, here are some tags for children that aren't going to get a Christmas coming up next month. Let's all buy something for them and get it to Mary's place. Is that what you're talking about? That's
1: exactly what I'm talking about. Sit around that dinner table, hand out giving tree tags, have a party with a purpose at your house, and give out these tags, and allow people to give the gift of giving this year.
0: Yeah, and at the office, that's a great idea, too. Have a little, set up your own little kind of Christmas tree with the uh, opportunities for people to help others with these Christmas tree tags, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what it's all
0: about. That's pretty easy to do, isn't it? I mean, is it a phone call, is it just the website? You
1: can call up, get uh, order them on the website, we'll send them directly to you. You just tell us how many you'd like.
0: That's pretty easy, Marty. Um, and also, so like I said, some people <laughs> like to run in this cold weather. There's, there's a fun run. There's a Brooks is sponsoring the, the great shoe company here in town, Brooks Holiday Fun Run. That's going to benefit Mary's Place, too. That's in December 1st. So people can lace up their shoes to help Mary's Place, right?
1: You bet. Lace <laughs> up your shoes, get warm by running. And uh, showing your holiday spirit by making holiday bright for our families. Uh, the run, the Brooks Fun Run, aren't isn't Brooks amazing? They are just incredible. Are. And the Fun Run is on December first, Saturday, Defe- December first. It's a great way to kick off your holiday season and run for the kids. Right, um, every. Uh, registration will allow us to bring two children inside at night. So that's your gift back to us. And your gift to yourself is the great exercise you'll get on December 1st at the Brooks run off some Running of those Store.
0: calories, uh, right, from, from a little too much gravy from the week before at Thanksgiving. Okay, December 1st, yeah, I'm a runner, I enter some of these. Well, this one, when you sign up and register... The money goes to Mary's Place. That's a, what a great idea, right? And it
1: goes to that No org campaign. And so, yes, it's a win for all, a run for all.
0: Um, gosh, Marty, I want to I want to go back to talking about a few more in-depth things. Um, some women find themselves homeless while they're pregnant, right? And this is like, oh, my gosh, talking about No Child Sleeps Outside. Well, here's a child hasn't been born yet. Um, Mary's Place has a, a program for them, right, at, to help them Make sure that baby's born healthy. Tell us about Baby's Best Start, if you can. Um, and this sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, Baby's Best Start is our way to partner with our area hospitals to begin to identify women that are pregnant that may not have an address to return to. Uh, we can fix that. You know, the one requirement to keep your child is is access to running water. Mary's Place has running water. And if we can identify those moms um, that don't have that we can make sure that that mom is going to be able to deliver her baby in a healthy way, get to the hospital, but have a place to return to with her child. What a gift that is, right? To be able to bring your baby home. And then we simply give them a place to to rest. They're, they're a room to rest in where the baby will be nurtured and fed and bonded with their mother, and the mother will be able to get some adequate rest, all while looking for permanent housing. We know we can move them forward. We just need to give that mom a maternity leave so that the impact on her newborn baby is not full of trauma or grief or loss, but it's full of love and warmth and grace. So that's a pretty easy thing to do: is to invite them inside.
0: How do you work with so hospital, local hospitals? How do you get in contact? How do you get that uh, connection going and stable? I mean, there must do, they, do hospitals have staff that that work with nonprofits like you?
1: They do. They have social workers that reach out constantly. And so whether it's the newborn baby or the sick child that they're looking for shelter for, we have our own health care clinic coordinator that they connect with. We have a pediatrician and two part-time nurses on staff. So it's all of them together that are making sure our families stay safe and healthy.
0: Are they all our local hospitals receptive to this? Is this something they they want to do? To find oh, I have seen this over and over, and this is a problem. We'd love to partner with you, something like that. Certainly
1: or... a program in demand, and pro- not enough supply of, of, of bedrooms for that. But we want to make sure that we can handle and accept almost every mom that comes our way. Um, but you know, the I think the hospitals are grateful, grateful to have a place to call, a place to connect, and a place to mm-hmm. send mom to.
0: And how about like. Let me ask you about another program called Popsicle Place. Mm. I've seen this on your website. Tell yeah. us about that. And this is, this is kids, right?
1: Yeah. Popsicle Place is near and dear to our hearts. Um, you know, sometimes not only children living in their cars, but they're dying in their cars. And that is not the way it should be. And it doesn't have to be that way. And frankly, uh, we have a program now that identifies children that have life-threatening illnesses or chronic health conditions. Many of them living in their cars, waiting for more chemo, more dialysis, uh, maybe the feeding tube to be changed. Uh, And we can intervene. If we learn about those families, we prioritize those children and bring them inside to shelter, make sure they have a a room that they can stay in together with their families and make sure they have an address where they can get some home health care now. And so we coordinate with the hospital. Our pediatrician works with uh, Children's Hospital to begin to identify those families. And we work really hard to bring them in. This um, summer was most heart-wrenching. It was the first time we'd ever um, accepted a family with a child that's in hospice or palliative care, a need a need of palliative care. And so we worked really hard uh, to keep that family together. If you can imagine your last days together, you want them to be good days and yeah. days where you... Um, know where your next meal is and be able to bond and hug and cuddle, and that's that's what happened. So we know we can do better in this community. We know that we need to have more capacity like Popsicle Place, so we're looking and working very hard to try to expand that.
0: Um, so we're talking with with Marty Hartman, Mary's Place, uh, a great women and children's shelter uh, for Seattle. It's programs uh, online. Let me give you the, the web address, marysplaceseattle.org. And then uh, it's got its own website for the No Child Sleeps Outside campaign currently running nochildsleepsoutside.org. And gosh, that that popsicle place that just sounds so important. Yeah. Um, those kind of can you want to talk bigger for a few minutes? We got a few minutes left. Um, you know, this whole I mean bankruptcy f- due to medical costs, Isn't that? correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that one of the leading causes why people end up homeless? I mean, yeah, I got a sick child and yeah. I've spent all of everything and I, my child's not well and I'm homeless and now what? I mean, that sounds so important. What are the big issues? Yeah. Does Mary's Place do any like advocating big picture issue type of stuff?
1: We do. We're, we are currently involved in systems reform and how we Um, the system works to accommodate more families and be honest and upfront with families about resources or lack of resources available to them. But I think that's one thing with Popsicle Place. We did a lot of advocacy around making sure that medically fragile children were prioritized for shelter beds because it wasn't always that way. Mm. We reached out to Children's Hospital and said, "Hey, what can we do to help here? Can we set aside beds? How are you identifying those families that need those beds? And Uh, They started saying they started, well, they didn't always ask if they had a place to go, but now they do, and now they reach out to us, so we get the referral quickly so that the family isn't leaving without um, a place to go. And, you know, it's just been uh, life-changing for me. I I never dreamed, I've been in this work 20 years and never dreamed until two years ago when Gio, who was six years old, walked in and needing his seventh heart surgery. And then there was Terrence, who was 16 and dealing with testicular cancer, And both of those parents, when I was talking with them, looked at me and said, you think we're the only ones? There's a lot of us out there. And that's what spurred us on to open Popsicle Place, to work with um, Dr. Brian Carton from Children's Hospital to say, "Let's, let's see what we can do. And when we moved into an Amazon building given to us to use a wonderful hotel, And these families kept coming. We said, can we set aside certain specific rooms for them? And they're like, you do whatever you need to do to help heal those families. And so we did. And, you know, nobody expected a cancer diagnosis for their five-year-old or they didn't think their baby would be born at 28 weeks. But every single one of those families wanted to be with their child as they were going through those traumatic days and so that's what happens you first use your 401k you use up sick pay you use up vacation pay you end up losing your job and you can't pay the mortgage and you end up moving in with people and that only lasts so long and then you you pray you have a car and you move into your car and it's it you can see how it happens it's it's um, and there's so many out there but we can work together it's our community right we're gonna we're gonna do what we need to do because this is our crisis
0: and, you know, as we run out of time here, I'll ask you one more question or two, but it sounds like you guys continue to expand your role um, as you see the need change or evolve or just get bigger and your eyes are open more and more. What Tell us uh, if we've left anything out about uh, Mary's Place or the No Child Sleeps Outside campaign you want to you focus on or refocus on that people maybe should take away from this conversation because just what you've been talking about the last three or four minutes about really sick children and that need, um, maybe we've left something out or maybe there's something you really want to say again about what we're talking about today.
1: Yeah, I would say that we're really reaching out to those families too that are using U-Hauls to sleep in because they're cheaper than a hotel. Families are trying not to be heard in their public storage units and hiding. Um, They're sleeping at the end of quiet cul-de-sacs. These are invisible families. They don't want you to see them because they're afraid that they will, their families will be torn apart, and it's Mary's place that's rising up and and reaching out and meeting these families where they are. They're washing up at the grocery store before the kids head off to school to brush their teeth because the school's right across the street from the Safeway, so that's where they're going to do that. And we just want to be there. We want to ask those families, what resources do you have now? Let's get creative. How can we help you move into housing today? And last year, we moved 224 families directly from their cars, bypassing shelter and moving them directly into permanent housing. Super. So it's not... We're just not serving sheltered families. We're serving unsheltered families. We are mobile, and we know that it's possible that no child would have to sleep outside in our community.
0: Well, thank you. That's so well said of what you guys are doing. We've been talking this morning with Marty Hartman, the executive director at Mary's Place. Again, more information can be found online, marysplaceseattle.org. And then, of course, the, the big campaign to raise some funds here for this, this winter, No NoChildSleepsOutside.org. It's pretty easy, <laughs> it sounds like, Marty, to contribute to that. Gosh, thank you so much for coming in and sharing with us today. And a bigger thanks for what Mary's Place is doing to help the women and families, kids, and uh, just those people who are facing the, the hardest part of their life. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Gary, for advocating for our needs, for sharing our needs, and calling the community to step up and help us solve this crisis, because we can and we will.
0: Well, it's my pleasure to have you here. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.